It's time to go under the hood with the Indy Fuel. Welcome to another edition of Under the Hood with the Indy Fuel. I am the broadcast voice of the Fuel, Andrew Smith. With the Fuel in the midst of a six-game homestand, we'll look back at the three games last week as the Fuel head into the All-Star break off of a victory over the Wheeling Nailers and currently three points clear of Wheeling for fourth place in the final playoff spot in the Central Division. The Fuel also nipping at the heels of Fort Wayne and Toledo just above them and Indy's going to have a couple of chances at the Comets as well as the Walleye coming up in the coming weeks as we begin to hit the home stretch of the season. We hit the halfway point a week and a half ago. The halfway point of the home schedule happened last week, and now, especially as the calendar begins to turn to February and then March, we really start thinking about playoffs. And one thing about this Fuel squad this past week is that They did so with a very short-handed roster. Eight players from the Fuel roster currently in the American Hockey League. Eight guys who have played for the Fuel this season who are currently in the Blackhawks, Icehawks organization have played in the AHL this year. A couple more were injured. Dan Bacala played all three games in goal last week, did an outstanding job, and that required other players to step up and a lot of new guys to step into some really big roles and they did a really good job against three pretty tough teams. Florida was the opposite team, the team the Fuel faced on Thursday night. It was a great hockey game, a back and forth game. Florida eventually pulled away to a 4 to 2 victory, but it was a game in which the Fuel really Again, with that shorthanded roster against a Florida team that really had everybody, their entire roster intact from both the Milwaukee Admirals, Nashville Predators organization, but also some guys from the Carolina Hurricanes organization and the Charlotte Checkers coming down. And so they were really loaded. They've got one of the top goaltenders in the league and Ken Appleby. He played an outstanding game, but there are a lot of highlights on Thursday night, January 16th, as the fuel took on the Florida Everblades. The biggest being Connor McDonald's first professional goal. Nick Olchek joins me for the call. Sends a long diagonal feed into the zone. Joe Sullivan fires on goal. Stick save made by Appleby. Coughlin keeps it alive to Sullivan in behind the net to Jay Dickman. Dickman turns around in the right wing circle. Still carries out to the center point. Dickman shoots through traffic on goal. Save made. Rebound. Score! The Indy Fuel take a one to nothing lead as Connor McDonald scores his first professional goal. Topping on a rebound. And he pokes it past Appleby. And Indy with the first goal of the game. Welcome to Indianapolis, Connor McDonald making his Indiana Farmers Coliseum debut, and he puts home the first goal of the game. Well, heck of a play by Jay Dickman. He's going to circle up towards the point area, and because Dickman's there, that allows McDonald to activate, and he ends up at the net front. Dickman's shot gets through. That's the important part. It gets through. And I love the little play that Connor McDonald made. He didn't shoot it right away. A little toe drag, opened up that space, found that shooting lane, and puts home the rebound. That's the first career goal for Connor McDonald in his third game with the Indy Fuel. Connor will be one of our guests on this edition of Under the Hood as we'll bring you our Between Periods interviews from last week. You'll also hear from Jake Schultz and Jay Dickman, all of whom have had some pretty big games for the Fuel when their turn has come here in recent games. So the Fuel ended up falling 4-2 to to the Florida Everblades on Friday night, and in that contest, 
We saw Darian Plouffe also score for the Fuel late. They added a late empty netter to take that 4-2 victory after taking the 3-2 lead with 3 minutes and 24 seconds to go on a power play goal. The next night, the Fuel took on the Rapid City Rush. And it was a game in which Indy fell behind one to nothing, then two to one, then three to two, but responded each time. The first on this first period goal, a great given goal between Jack Ramsey and Bobby McIntyre. And they rush, bring it into the fuel zone. McGurdy centers for Leibinger. Great save made by Bacala coming across to take Leibinger away on the back post. The penalties are, as we mentioned, them goaltender interference on the fuel and roughing on the rush. Ramsey brings it into the Rapid City zone. Plays pitch and catch. Shoots and scores! Ramsey to McIntyre. Back to Ramsey. One-timer beats Dave Field. And we're tied at one. A four-on-four goal for the Indy Fuels. Jack Ramsey, his second of the year. And a big response for Indy. And a really nice play between Ramsey and McIntyre breaking into the zone. Let's not forget about the huge save by Dan Bacala. Moving from his right to his left on the pass from McGurdy to Leibinger. What a save. And then the fuel come right back the other way on the counterattack. And a really nice play in the middle of the ice by by Bobby McIntyre. Ramsey moved it from out wide to the middle for McIntyre. He wasted no time. Give it right back to him. And I think he caught Gordy Dayfield in between. And a shot that... Well, when it got past, they feel barely made it to the back of the net. He got about 80% of the puck. Not enough. A huge goal to tie the game. In the second period, Jake Schultz came into the game having scored one goal this season in the ECHL. He added two more goals, seven minutes and eight seconds apart, to tie the game at three. McDonald in his own zone. Has some space. Gates through center. Headmans to McArdle. He'll send it in. They feel comes out to slow it down. Doherty able to hold it in. Over to McDonald. Schultz scores! Jake Schultz with a turnaround shot from in between the hash marks. Beats Dayfield. High glove. We're tied at two. Oh, it's the dump in from Bobby McIntyre. Hard rim around the boards. And what that does is it does not allow the goaltender to be able to get behind the net and stop it. And the puck eventually works its way out into the slot. And Jake Schultz not necessarily known for his goal-scoring ability, but he put that one in the back of that like a 40-goal scorer. Real nice play coming down from the point as well. I think that was either McCarl or Rizek who kept the play alive at the point. So a good rim around, a good pinch, and a good quick shot from Jake Schultz in the fuel to tie the game. The good job using the defenseman as he will gain the line. Schultz looking for number two, misses it, then he scores on the rebound! Jake Schultz with two goals. The Fuel bench celebrating over on the far side. They love seeing Schultz with a two-goal game. And he did a great job of sticking with it. He missed wide to the right of Dave Field, but hopped on the rebound that popped out the opposite side and basically beat Dave Field in the pocket of the post. We're tied at three. Yeah, Jake Schultz. He makes a difference whenever he's in, in the lineup and playing. But it's usually with his fists fighting or a big hit but tonight I mean he has just been outstanding scoring goals you mentioned his shot went wide bounced off the backboards shades of old Joe Lewis Arena picked up that rebound off the backboards and put it home past a sprawling Gordy Day feel 
The game stayed that way until the final two minutes when Rapid City got a deflection in front. They added a late empty netter to knock off the fuel 5-3. to three. And so that set up a big game on the weekend. The Wheeling Nailers coming in. The fuel leading Wheeling by one point in the standings. And Indy had gained ground on the Nailers and had gotten to as high as three points above Wheeling. An early week victory for the Nailers got them to within one point of Indy. And so... This was going to be a pivotal contest as the Fuel wanted to keep Wheeling behind them in the standings. The Nailers had knocked off the Fuel four times this season with every single game being decided in the closing minutes. Matter of fact, the last one, Wheeling scored the tying goal with two seconds to go in regulation, then won it in overtime. And so the Fuel kind of trying to shake that monkey off their back, and did they ever. They played what my broadcast partner Nick Olchek called Maybe their most complete game of the year, at least the ones we've seen on home ice this season. Just an outstanding 60 minutes, and it started early. The Fuel got off to a big jump, did not allow a shot on goal until 11 minutes into the game. Got an early power play, and even though the score stayed at 0-0, it wouldn't for long. A couple of big early saves by Dan Bakula after that 11-minute mark, and then Liam Coughlin with the goal of the year, taking a feed from Michael Doherty after Jake Rizek broke up a wheeling rush at neutral ice. 7.40 to go in the first period. The Nailers try to head man into the line, but a good stick by Rizek turns it over to Doherty. Across the line to Coughlin. Coughlin stick handles through a D, takes to the forehead. He shoots and scores. What a move by Liam Coughlin. The fuel lead at one to nothing as he went right through the wickets of a defenseman, found himself all alone in front of Dorio, got him down, and roofed it over the Nailers' goaltender. Indy leads it one to nothing. Well, this goal happens even before these, this new line came out onto the ice. It was Darian Plouffe who didn't have a play. It was going to be a one-on-three, so what did he do? He dumped the puck in, allowed his fresh teammates to come onto the ice, and Liam Coughlin with a beautiful move right between the legs of the defenseman. And he goes forehand, backhand, and it stays with it. Picks up his own rebound, it looked like, and puts it upstairs. And a huge goal here for the Fuel to take the lead. Midway through the second period, Craig Wisimerski made a 2 to nothing with a wrist shot. Behind the net for Cam Brown. Brown harassed by Carl Elmir, turns it over. Here's a one-timer by Ramsey from the hash marks on the right side. He misses the net high. After good work by Elmir and Router. Router gives Minerva a bump. Ramsey tries to dig the puck free. Router does. Behind the net to Ramsey. Pops out the left side. Out to the point. Wisimerski walking the line. Sends one. Goldward scores! Craig Wisimerski with a wrist shot for the point. Gives the fuel a 2 to nothing lead. Well, Jack Ramsey had an opportunity. A 10-bell chance. On a one-timer pass from down low in the slot just seconds earlier. Great puck recovery from Jack Ramsey. And it was one of the wheeling nailers who was going out to block the shot. That was Yushiro Hirano. He falls, opening up that lane to the net for Craig Rizmierski. And look who was camped out in front. Alex Router. If he's not there screening the goaltender and not allowing him to see the puck cleanly, that puck never gets to the back of the net. Great shot. Great play all the way around. And then the friendly rink came into play. On a dump in, wheeling defenseman Spencer Trapp got a stick caught in the boards in the Zamboni doors, and it was stuck. He had to drop his stick. Meanwhile, Bobby McIntyre gets the puck. 
behind the wheeling net, puts it out in front for Christian Horn. He fired it into the net before wheeling goaltender Alex Dorio knew what hit him, and the Fuel had a 3 to nothing lead. And finally, it's dug out of there by the Nailers, but a back diagonal pass doesn't connect with Hawkins, thanks to a pretty good stick from Christian Horn. Comes all the way back into the wheeling ends. Spencer Trapp gets a stick stuck in the boards. McIntyre takes it, puts it out in front for Christian Horn. He scores. The Fuel lead at 3 to nothing. The friendly rink provides a great bounce for the Fuel, forces a turnover, and Christian Horn takes advantage for his first goal as a member of the Fuel. Two quick goals for Indy. It's 3 to nothing. Yeah, it's taken Christian Horn three games to get his first goal. And the puck was rimmed around the boards, and Spencer Trapp goes to stop the puck, and his stick gets caught in between the boards. Those are the Zamboni doors where the Zamboni comes in and out of. So there's little gaps in the boards to allow them to open up. His stick got caught. He had to drop it because he was unable to pull it out. And a fortuitous bounce. We've seen a lot of crazy bounces from the puck in this game off the boards. And a fortuitous play there for the Fuel and a big-time goal, his first as a Fuel player. Even though Justin Almeida cut that lead back to 3-1 to one, just 18 seconds later, it wouldn't be long before the Fuel's Dan Bakula really held the fort. Indy killed off a 5-on-3 in the third period, as well as five consecutive wheeling power plays, including three in the final period. And Bobby McIntyre was able to put the cherry on top of the Sunday of a 4-1 to Fuel victory. So those are the highlights of last week's games. The Fuel continue their six-game homestand this week. 7.35, the Fuel take on the Fort Wayne Comets on Friday night. It'll be Fort Wayne's second visit to the Indiana Farmers Coliseum this season. The fourth of 11 meetings between these two teams this year. Friday will be Nitro's Birthday Bash Night, presented by the Indiana Bureau of Motor Vehicles. Our favorite dragon celebrates his birthday at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum. Come join Nitro and some of his closest friends to watch the Fuel take on the Fort Wayne Comets. Saturday night, 6.05 face-off between the Fuel and the Atlanta Gladiators. Really looking forward to this game because we're going to see a lot of familiar faces. There are seven former Fuel players on the Atlanta roster. This will be their only visit this season, and so we'll see Logan Nelson and Anthony Collins and Nick Bly and Sean Bonner and Robert Powers, a number of other familiar faces wearing the colors of the Atlanta Gladiators. So we're looking forward to seeing them come and some familiar faces, but of course we love this current team and we're looking forward to seeing this outstanding addition to the Indy Fuel that Doug Christensen has put together. Saturday night, Wizard Night, 6.05 face-off. Make sure you keep your broomsticks at your side, your wands in hand for this awesome game between the Fuel and the Gladiators Saturday night. And then looking ahead to next week, the Fuel back home again to cap off the six-game homestand on Thursday night, that will be January 30th, the Kalamazoo Wings visit a 705 face-off. Then Friday night, the 31st, the Fuel will head to Cincinnati. Then it's back home on Saturday the 1st to face the Toledo Walleye in Hockey for Indy Day as the Fuel team up with a You Can Play project and other local organizations to promote respect and inclusion in the sports community. That'll be Saturday, February 1st. You can get your tickets for all Indy Fuel home games at all Ticketmaster outlets. The end to get a Farmer's Coliseum box office and get information at IndyFuelHockey.com.
Before we get to this weekend's games, though, the ECHL All-Star Classic will be a Wednesday night. Spencer Watson is set to represent the Fuel. Spencer is currently up in the American Hockey League with the Rockford Icehogs. The puck drops at 8 o'clock Eastern Wednesday night. The game will be broadcast on NHL Network. One other piece of Fuel news. On Monday, the Fuel acquired Matthew Foget from the Greenville Swamp Rabbits in exchange for future considerations on the season. He has tallied two goals and seven assists in 19 games with the Brampton Beast and the Greenville Swamp Rabbits. Last year, he was a 21-goal scorer, playing primarily for the Orlando Solar Bears. Also has played for the Allen Americans in the ECHL. He's in his second full pro season after playing two years at Merrimack College and two years in the Ontario Hockey League, most of which was spent with the Ottawa 67s under the tutelage of former Indiana Ice coach Jeff Brown. He is a right shot forward, and he'll be joining the Fuel for this weekend's contests. It's time to meet our guests on this edition of the podcast. Our first guest comes from our chat during Thursday night's game against the Florida Everblades, and it is Jay Dickman. Jay comes to the fuel from Bemidji State University. He's a big guy at six foot six. He scored a goal against Toledo last weekend, and that was the second time that he had come back from a long time out due to injury and scored right away. And so uh, he's one of those guys, they love him in the room. He's a, a real character guy and uh, was beloved by his uh, teammates at, and coaches at Bemidji State last year. One of a handful of rookies on this team, and you can kind of see him growing up. Uh, a lot of these rookies here, all of them, you know, really growing up and improving as the year goes on. So Jay Dickman had a big game and a big weekend that night. He had a beautiful assist on Connor McDonald's first goal as well. And so here is our conversation with Indy Fuel forward Jay Dickman. How good is it to get back on the ice and uh, then be able to come into this little homestand uh, with a goal from last Saturday night? Oh, it's uh, really fun. Uh, you know, just getting back, uh, skating full, um, obviously coming back from an injury is always tough, uh, but now getting your legs under you and being able to uh, play with the team and keep the team on a on a roll right now, and we're playing really really good hockey right now, and so it's been fun. Yeah, you've come back twice from injuries. You've scored a goal in your first game uh, back. Is it just being in the right place at the right time? How good does it feel as well to to come back and be able to contribute right away? Uh, I think uh, for me, uh, getting to the front of the net, that's where a lot of the goals are scored. And uh, with my big frame, uh, I want to get to the front of the net and. I mean, it's it's a little bit of luck, um, but I mean, it's being in the right spots. So, and being six six two thirty one, how do you use that to your advantage as far as being able to get to the dirty areas and make things happen? Uh, I just I kind of plant myself there, and I mean, if Demon wants to try to push me around, be my guest, uh, he's going to get more tired than I will. So, how nice is it to finally be able to play in front of the home crowd tonight? It's it's really nice. It'll be really fun. So I'm excited. What were those last six weeks like uh, when for you as far as just having to rehab and come back? Uh, you know, it's uh, it's just keeping positive. Um, we have a great group of guys here, and uh, so they make it very easy. But, uh, you know, I, I had a lot of fun while I was back rehabbing with people, and there we had a few guys back, and uh, they make the time go by a lot easier. Um, but, you know, at the end of the day, it's coming here to work, and when you get your opportunities, you got to shine. Yeah, this team, uh, you've had a number of injuries at times. You've had a number of call-ups. You know, but 
you go into Toledo, you sweep three games from them. What does that say about the depth of this team and the group of guys you have? Uh, you know, the, the depth is huge. Um, obviously, like, they built it for depth, and uh, we know that with our coach, uh, he's going to get a lot of call-ups, and we got a lot of great guys that are going to go up and down. Uh, when the guys are up, you need people that can step up, and we're showing it right now. We're going into Toledo on the weekend with down a lot of guys and come out with two wins. It's huge. How did the last four years at Bemidji prepare you for pro hockey? Uh, just getting my feet moving. Um, college is a little more hectic. Uh, it's a running gun kind of game, and you're flying around. But uh, you know, it's it's helped me with uh, coming into pro hockey. I get my feet moving. Um, obviously, for a big guy, not fastest, um, but I can see the game. So you come out of that. You know, 15 goals your junior year had a, had six goals last year was that a lot of just playing to your strengths yeah um junior year i uh started i was playing with two guys that uh had a lot of speed on them mm-hmm. and i did what i was supposed to and give them the puck and i get to the front of the net and uh you know it's winning those battles in front of the net winning in the dirty area um and i'll take myself any day over anyone uh, in front of the net so What's been the biggest adjustment to playing professional hockey from the college game? Uh, it's the, I'd say the stick positioning. Um, everyone's got good sticks. Uh, in college, you have a little more time to make a play. Uh, here, like you have to make the play, and if it's not the, it's not the right spot, it's getting knocked down. Uh, you can't just throw a pass out. The people knocking down, they got a lot more skill. Um, that's the biggest thing. Um, but you know, it's been a lot of fun. Before you started your college career, you had a chance to win a championship in the North American League. What was it like to be a part of a championship team? Uh, it was so much fun. Um, you know, we got, we did very well. Uh, two years actually, I was there. We had a really good team. First year, we we just didn't know how to close it out in playoffs. Uh, my second year, we closed it out, and you know, it was a tough travel going to Alaska. Um, we had we had one day where we were in the airport for a full day and then got to Alaska and played our first game. And we knew that we had to win that game or else we were going to have some issues. So, um, But it was it was a blast, you know, winning the championship there. Uh, also won the regular season in Bemidji. It was a lot of fun. Um, I mean, we were on a roll, and, you know, when you're on a roll, you're on a roll. Say, so when you get a chance to do something special, that's a bond you'll always have, right? Yeah. What uh, kind of your goals for the rest of the year? What are you hoping to accomplish the the rest of your rookie season? You know, I just uh, try to get in, try to get in the lineup and stay in the lineup as long as I can, um, and you know, bring my big big body to this team and uh, get to the front of the net. Um, obviously, we got a lot of fast skill guys, and you know, get them the puck, and you get to I get in the front of the net, and you know, it's it's crazy what things happen when you when you're standing in front of the net, pucks bounce out, pucks kick out, you know. Um, I just want to help this team win. Um, I want to go all the way to, I think it's late June. It'll be a lot of fun. So, Thanks a lot, Jake. Yeah. That's our chat with Jay Dickman. My broadcast partner, Nick Olchak, his older brother, Eddie, was one of Jay's coaches at Bemidji State and doesn't have enough great things to say about him as a player, as a leader, and uh, somebody that you really, really enjoy having on your hockey team. And we're glad that he's on our team here in Indy, and he's had to battle through a lot of injuries this year. Matter of fact, Thursday night was the first time he'd played a game on Indiana Farmers Coliseum Ice because he'd been held out uh, so long due to injuries that the games he did get in 
were all road games. And so it's good to see Jay back on the ice and contributing and using his huge frame to uh, do some great things. It was like the Twin Towers out there at times when they had he and Matt Schmalz on the ice at the same time. The newest member of the Fuel is Connor McDonald. He is a defenseman from Bowling Green, helped lead the Falcons to the NCAA tournament last year, where they pushed the eventual national champs, Minnesota Duluth, to overtime in the first round of the tourney before falling. It was their first appearance in 29 years for Bowling Green, which won the national title back in 1984. And Connor was a big part of that. And he was injured during the first part of the year, but... An opening came up just as he was rehabbing and being ready to play. Connor's a native of the suburbs of Columbus, Ohio, and Westerville. And so he's just three hours down the road, his hometown. He played his college hockey up at Bowling Green, which is right next to Toledo, where he made his professional debut. And on Thursday night, he scored his first career goal in his third game as a member of the Indy Fuel. Here is our chat with the newest member of the Fuel, Connor McDonald. First of all, Connor, your first game on this uh, ice sheet last night, you get a chance to score your first professional goal. What did that feel like for you to uh, to see the puck go in the back of the net? Yeah, it was pretty awesome, uh, especially just to be back in a team setting uh, like last night, especially in our home rink. Uh, it was pretty special, and I'm um, glad I got out of the way early. It was a case on that goal where Dickman made a really good play behind the net, took it out to the point. Did that allow you to dive in and be able to dig for that rebound? Yeah, I was expecting actually we were going to just scissor up top and get it to me. I was just going to take a shot from the outside, but good play by him, held on to it, uh, and just decided to stay down there and uh, crash the net. What have these last couple of weeks been like for you making your pro debut in your home state in Toledo and then uh, having the chance to come home and kind of get your feet wet here? Yeah, it was good. Uh, like I said, uh, had a had a decent amount of time off there with injury. Um, but, yeah, uh, playing in Toledo was awesome. This past week just been getting my legs back, my lungs, uh, trying to get my game speed back, watching film with coaches. and uh, But, yeah, it's been pretty special, and I'm loving it so far. Four games in, you're kind of jumping in mid-season with this team. How quickly have you been able to catch up just to the style of the pro game as well as kind of trying to get your legs under you? Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I mean, the whole first half of the season, you know, I was still working on training and stuff, so um, I had to make, make sure I was ready for that, and I think I have been. Um, like I said, uh, so far I think I just got to keep worrying about my cardio and uh, getting my my lungs and my legs and uh, my hockey sense back. What's it like playing with Wiz, having the veteran uh, guy has been playing a, a lot in this league at a high level uh, alongside you? Yeah, I was actually I was with Wiz in Ontario uh, last year, so I, I knew of him when I came in here. Um, but yeah, he talks to me, lets me know what I'm doing right, what I'm doing wrong. Um, he's a pretty easy guy to talk to, so I got joining up with him. Uh, the college game is a very end-to-end game. Uh, what has been the biggest transition getting used to the professional game? Yeah, uh, you know, college, it's a little different. Guys are running around 100 miles an hour all the time. Uh, pros a little slow down, a little more structure. Um, obviously, a lot of skills still, though, and um, still, uh, still, still quick. Last year, you had a chance to play on a Bowling Green team that was one of the better teams in uh, school history. Uh, it, just describe what it was like to be on that run and carry yourself into the NCAA tournament. Yeah, it was uh, it was pretty special being the first team in 29 years actually mm-hmm. to go back to the tournament. Uh, the coaching staff was great. I can't say enough good things about them. Uh, my teammates, uh, a lot of them, have moved on to play professional as well. But uh, yeah, it was really special. Uh, I really enjoyed my time there. 
And then you ended up pushing the eventual national champs to overtime in the first round, right? Yeah, we did. Uh, it was a close game, heartbreaking loss. Uh, but I'm sure they'll, uh, they'll get it done this year and they'll be back there soon. How did you end up uh, here in Indy? What was kind of the process that brought you here to the fuel? Yeah, uh, well, I got cleared my doctor just like December. I mean, it was like late, late December. Mm-hmm. Uh, I talked to my agent, just mm-hmm. trying to find a home to home to start my season. And uh, Doug, Doug reached out to me, and it was on like a, a Monday night. And uh, he called me, he said, when can you be here? And I said, I mean, I'll, I'll pack my stuff now. I was here on Tuesday, practice Tuesday. Wednesday, Thursday, played in Toledo, Friday, Saturday. So it was, it was a quick, uh, quick couple of days, a little racy, but uh, but I love it. So you played your college hockey not far from Toledo, and so you you know the reputation they have as a team. How big was it to go in and get two wins last week up there? Yeah, uh, I had a couple of buddies play uh, that had graduated when I was still at school. I went up there and seen the atmosphere a little bit, pretty wild. Um, but yeah, it was huge. Uh, you know, they're a pretty good hockey club. Uh, but, I mean, we uh, we took care of business, stuck to our game plan, and took two wins from them. So it really kind of set you up and hopefully propel you into the second half of the season here? Yeah, I know we uh, a little bit out of a playoff spot, I think, there the first Friday Friday game. But uh, for sure, uh, bounced back and stole a couple points that we needed. What are your goals here for the latter half of the season as you finish up? Yeah, I think we just got to stick to what we're doing when everyone's feeling good, everyone's playing well. Um, I just think we got to stay to our game, turn their D around, uh, just stick to our game plan. How good is it for you being from just outside Columbus uh, to make your pro debut with the team? It's not too far away. You're still pretty close to home. Yeah, it was good. It's only about uh, a little less than three hours, so mm-hmm. it's pretty close. Um, yeah, it was good, uh, you know. There's a lot of teams everywhere across the country and stuff like that. So uh, it's all about connections and stuff. But, uh, yeah, I'm glad uh, Doug and uh, – Doug was – he was the USHL mm-hmm. – uh, you know, he was hiding yeah. there. So I guess he knew me there, and, uh, you know, it's all about who you know. So uh, I'm happy to be here. I'll say your leadership role with Chicago Steel, yeah. too, you know, having been a captain – yeah, how important has that been for you, just having had that leadership role going into college and now even into a pro team where you've got a lot of guys who have worn Cs at different levels? Yeah, it's a little different. You know, juniors, uh, a lot of guys are still trying to figure out their game and stuff. When you get to college, you know, everyone kind of starts being a leader. There's a lot of guys in the room that can step up. Um, even here, I mean, a lot of guys are vocal. A lot of guys mm-hmm. are encouraging, helping out, especially for the new guys. Um, but I think it's still helped me just, I don't know, We'll talk here and there, help you pick them up. Well, thanks a lot, Connor. Thank you. That's Fuel defenseman Connor McDonald. Our final guest on this edition of Under the Hood is Jake Schultz. He was signed earlier this season to provide a lot of muscle for the Fuel, and he does that, and that was probably most notably seen back in December when he fought Fort Wayne's Jermaine Lowen for a minute. And those two guys just kept going and going and going. But Jake has also shown a little bit of scoring touch. His three goals with the fuel, a couple of them were absolute snipes. He had two goals on Friday night against Rapid City. One of them, a snipe high glove from in between the hash marks on a turnaround shot. And then later on in the period, he took the puck to goal, missed the net, but tracked the lively carom off the end boards down on the other side of the goal and ended up beating old friend Gordy Dayfeel to the puck and to the pipe to tie the game up for the fuel. It was the first career two-goal game for Jake Schultz in his four-year professional career. Here is our conversation with Indy Fuel forward Jake Schultz. 
Kind of how did that feel to get your first professional multi-goal game and uh, do it in front of the home crowd here? Oh, it was awesome. Uh, never forget it. Uh, lucky enough to have my girlfriend in town uh, here to watch it, so it was special. It makes it even better, right? Oh, for sure. It's going to describe the both goals. The first one, you know, looks like just a good, hard-working shift and uh, and a good pass, and then a nice night. Yeah, um, you know, Macri uh, pinched down and, and threw it to the middle. I was uh, in the high slot area, and uh, it was just a nice screen, low hard shot. So. It ended up being the right time, right place. And the second one, were you intentionally trying to shoot the puck wide and then uh, hop on the rebound, or did you just really do a good job of tracking the puck? Uh, I guess you could say I did a good job of tracking the puck. I, uh, the shot went wide and uh, got a lucky bounce. Uh, mm-hmm. Ended up laying flat back door for me, so um, that was definitely uh, definitely a good one for me to take it. Three goals this season, and they've all been really you know, nice goals, a couple of snipes, and then at, you know, the hustle play on the rebound last night. Is it a matter for you of just taking advantage of your opportunities? Yeah, for sure. Um, I like to transition playing forward. I feel like I'm more involved in the game. I have uh, more opportunity. Um, and, um, you know, I'm going earn to earn all the ice time that I can get, so I'm looking forward to uh, the rest of the year. What has the transition been like for you? You've played defense a lot coming here and now playing forward. Um, it's really more just uh, skating forward instead mm-hmm. of backwards. So, um, you know, first couple of games, I was lucky enough to get that goal, just mm-hmm. a little confidence booster for it. Um, but it's really just um, sticking to the systems. You know, it, all the systems are completely different when you're switching forward to D. So I feel like I'm starting to get that down now. Um, we do 5 on 0 packages and practice a lot and helps with that. So, um, I'd say it's a good transition. It's yeah. working out good. Other D who I've talked to have transitioned to forward have said it's just a lot more skating, too. Do you have to do a little bit more conditioning and just get used to the fact that you're going 200 feet really every shift? Yeah, for sure. Um, like you're always moving, you know, back checking. Sometimes as a defenseman, you, you, you watch the whole play, you know, it, you're always uh, you're facing the ice. So a little bit of an adjustment for that. Um, have, have eyes in the back of your head, so to speak. But, um, no, it's good. It's working out. Got an extended run in the ECHL this year. What has been kind of the biggest transition from playing in the SPHL to playing in this league? Um, I'd really just say it's structure. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, the teams do more uh, pre-scouting and all that stuff up here. Um, uh, not to not to talk bad about that league or anything. Mm-hmm. There's still really good players uh, down there, but uh, this is where everyone wants to be. So. And that's the thing. When you're there, you want to make the transition here. When you're here, you want to make the transition to the next level. You know, how much motivation is that to get here? You want to stick and then maybe impress some people at the American Hockey League level? Yeah, for sure. I mean, everyone's dream, that's why we're all doing this, is to play as high a level as we can. So you just got to take advantage of the opportunities. So every time you get a call up, you know, you go there and you make the best of it. How much pride do you take to, and you don't see a whole lot of guys that come from playing junior in the EHL and the Tier 3 levels to going directly into having an extended pro career. How much pride have you taken in working your way up to this level? Yeah, um, that was definitely a unique experience for me, and um, uh, I kind of just give credit to my uh, my, my junior coach there in uh, New Hampshire, Ryan Frew. Uh, believed in me and um, made, made some calls and ended up uh, working out, and I am where I am today, so... Uh, your role, really, where you've been in a lot of places, has been you're the guy who stands up for other players. And yeah. you know, I know last night was a game that got a little bit chaotic at times. But when that second goal went in, I looked over at the bench and it looked like the guys had won a championship. I mean, it was uh, 
how nice is it for you as a player who is often sticking up for them to kind of see their reaction? Um, you know, when you when you put one in the back of the net. Oh, uh, it's a great feeling. You know, uh, everyone here, even the, the tough guys, so to speak, we can all play hockey. So uh, I'd say it's just another day. Um, I'll do whatever I got to do for my teammates, but. Um, you know, we're, we're all good hockey players. So, Somebody with your size, and you've got a lot of size on this team, somebody who has the reputation for being able to, to you know, take care of yourself and your teammates if you need to, how much does that, even without having to fight or even without having to lay a big hit, your presence on the ice kind of help calm things down because the opposing players know they might have to deal with you otherwise? Yeah, well, a great example is last night. Uh, I didn't get too many shifts in the first period, and that's when everything was chaotic and it was happening. And as soon as the uh, second period started, uh, I had a fire lit under my eye, and I was out there, and it all died down, you know. So it's, sometimes you don't even have to say anything. It's just being out there and, and, and looking at people the right way. They, they just know. Mm-hmm. So, um, And a lot of that's the experience, too, because... Like you said, I've split from the SB and East Coast, but this is my third year in this league mm-hmm. now, and you know we're getting older, so I don't know, it's 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 great. It's what did you enjoy most about being an in Indy? Uh, everything. Uh, this is my favorite group of, group of teammates that I've had. Um, uh, the rink's awesome, nice environments. Okay, um, it's pretty much everything's opportunity. Scoring some goals is definitely. Uh, I'll never forget, never forget playing for, uh, for the fuel. So, thanks a lot, Jake. Oh, thank you. And that's our chat with Jake Schultz on this edition of Under the Hood from Saturday night. As we bring you our intermission interviews on this week in review edition of Under the Hood. Again, the fuel continuing a six-game homestand Friday night against the Fort Wayne Comets, January twenty-fourth, seven thirty-five faceoff. It's Nitro's birthday bash. Presented by the Indiana Bureau of Motor Vehicles. Then on Saturday night, it's Wizard Night 605 face-off as the few will take on the Atlanta Gladiators. It'll be the Glad's only visit to the Indiana Farmers Coliseum this season. And again, next week as well. Got a Thursday night game at 7.05 on January 30th against Kalamazoo in Cincinnati on Friday and then back home on Saturday the 1st for a 6.05 face-off between the Fuel and the Toledo Walleye. Get your tickets at the Indiana Farmers Coliseum box office, as well as IndieFuelHockey.com and all Ticketmaster outlets. We're looking forward to seeing you then. Until next time, this is the broadcast voice of the Indie Fuel, Andrew Smith. Thanks for joining us on this edition of Under the Hood. We'll see you at the rink. Thanks for going Under the Hood with the Indie Fuel. For more, keep visiting IndieFuelHockey.com.